Hi, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the CMU Film Festival podcast. My name is Patrick Stanny, and I'm one of the interns this year. And I wanted to do a little housekeeping before you hear my interview with Frederick Gerton, the award-winning film director behind Push, which we've been screening virtually at our festival. Uh, this year, in light of the pandemic, we have restructured to a new film series format rather than two consecutive weeks of screening and events. Instead of the originally scheduled time frame, November 5th to 22nd, the CMU Film Festival will now be spread over the coming months starting October 2020 until May 2021. Each month, we will virtually stream one to two film selections coupled with live Q&A sessions with filmmakers and panel discussions with guest speakers. Each film series will also have an accompanying podcast with either the filmmakers or those involved with the festival. We hope everyone listening goes to cmu.edu faces to read more about the festival and sign up for the newsletter. Please enjoy this interview and subscribe to the podcast. And if you are feeling oh so inclined, please drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. We very much appreciate it. And without further ado, here's my interview with Frederick Gerton. And welcome, everyone, to the inaugural episode of the Carnegie Mellon Film Festival podcast. Today, we have a very, very special guest. He is an award-winning filmmaker and journalist whose works have appeared in Sundance, Cannes, and South By. He is the director of Push, which is streaming online right now. He is also the director of Becoming Zlatan, Bananas, Bikes versus Cars. He is also the co-host of the Pushback podcast, which is an ongoing conversation between Leilani Farha, the subject and hero of Push. And um, welcome, Frederick. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And, and good morning to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I just want to ask you, how did you get started in documentaries like what uh what was the impetus for you to pick up the camera um i think i was basically curious to see what i could do you know it's like uh, i was a journalist for a long time and in some way i was spreading my word work in many directions so i i knew what i was doing but a lot of people couldn't really see my my full work and and by putting all energy into one piece <laughs> it's like a, it's a different way of of, of it's, it's a very different process as a journalist you can be published every week but in a documentary film you get at its best you're published every second year so it's it's very different but it's i started a, a, as a challenge to myself and then i i got hooked <laughs> did you ever get into narrative filmmaking no i i'm I think that um, reality is better than fiction in many ways. So, so mm -hmm. it's uh, there is so many stories out there to tell and so much. Um, so no, I I've never been so much. I mean, I love to watch fi fiction films, but you, but the process is also very different. You have huge teams, and you know, mm. it's like it's a it's a machine. Mm. A documentary, you're a small team. You're really close to the story. And you're also, in some way, you're you're. You can have more like the you can listen better. You can change when you get new stuff coming in. So it's, it. I, I think it's it's. Um, I like it better. It's more flexible. It suits me better. 
Sure. Like sometimes when, when you have a, a narrative feature, the script is locked and that's what it is. But due to uh, the documentary format, especially with push, that's something that that topic is changing all the time. And, and yeah. um, I think, I mean, push is very much, it is actually a journey. Of course. I, I mean, I've been, I've been into these subject matters for many years. It's not something that just pops out like the finger in the air. I wanted, you know, oh, what is hot right now? No, it's something I've been working on and for like 20 years or more. But, you know, but it still starts off with something with like a question. What is happening right now? Why are prices of, of our homes be getting up all the time more and more expensive? why are so many many people living under this stress and not only in big cities it's like everywhere so of course i that's the journey i started out with and, and in that journey of course i i found leilani fara uh, the then un special rapporteur on adequate housing and i mean my research is very much on twitter so i found her on twitter and one day uh, there was like a sentence that stood out that made, oh shit, this is interesting because I'm looking for stuff that explains something for myself. And then following her, she was almost like my own private detective, you know, mm. what is cooking out there? And, you know, I didn't know so much about Blackstone, the biggest private equity fund on the planet. Now I know a lot more, you know, I couldn't really understand where they get their money from. Oh, shit. It's also my own pension savings that they are playing around with and making mm. my life expensive. And then on and on, you know, the, the, and the impact of the criminal money, you know, and how can you make business of an empty building? You know, it's like all these kind of uh, questions that we try to answer and we, and we try to answer them in a way that it makes sense for myself because I'm not an academic, you know? So it's, that's probably also going back to this, you know, the fiction way of doing things. Then you need to be a, a big intellectual. You need to lock something down. Um, I kind of go, it, I, I, I do it very much step-by-step. Step. That's, that's my process. And, and I like that. My next question for you is why do you think documentaries are, are such an important agent of change? Uh, I think that, you know, journalism is now kind of taken over by the commercial news cycle. You know, it's like, you know, CNN was like in deep shit before Trump. And now they're, they're making good business because Trump is good business. All this kind of this stupid, like ongoing every day, you know, it's like it's the news circle is it's basically whenever you talk about stupid things that stupid people say it kicks out space from real stories you know so instead of talking about 40 million americans are one rent away from from being evicted i mean that's i think that's something you should hear every day instead you're talking about swing states you're talking about all this like uh, this political machine, but of course it kicks out real stories. And and what documentaries do, I mean, documentary filmmakers spend one, two, three, four, five years on making a film. 
and they really dig deep into human lives and uh, subject matters. And of course, sometimes these films have the power to really shake people. And also, uh, I, I think because push is what's in push you, if you separate it into pieces, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, I've heard about that. But when you, when you then put it together and create like, you know, almost like a global pattern, then wow, suddenly the, the, the connection of this knowledge and with the, you mentioned the, the, the people out there in, on the, around the world who is being affected by this, then it can hit people in a different way. It hits not only your head, it also hits your stomach. And I believe that stuff that hits your stomach stays better. And and I can feel that when I've been you know traveling around with with push in the time in the era we could travel around with films. I mean mm. I met audience around the world and and people start to talk about their own city very quick. I mean I've been in with this film I've been in Moscow I've been in Kuala Lumpur I've been in South America I've been you know around Europe and in Canada. Everybody talks about their own city even if it's not portrayed in the film. Mm. So it's and. and that is the power of documentary film. It can, it can make people awake, and I'm that. I, that's really cool. I mean, I'm so happy for that. Hmm. How did you go picking the subjects for the film? Was it as easy as I, I know you mentioned, just like reaching out on Twitter? Was it that sort of simple? Uh, is that and how, uh, how was the process for picking your subjects for push? different than um, your other documentaries? Um, I mean, in every film, to pick the subjects are, are like the most important things. Hmm. But on the other hand, in Push, I'm traveling with Leilani, so I also meet people through her. Hmm. And of course, whenever you go to a place, of course, I also have a local <coughs> line producer, researcher to find uh, people for me. Uh, so the people out, you know, affected, I mean, it's not so hard to find people who are affected. <laughs> and of course, it's, it was very complicated to film around uh, the Grenfell fire because it was like a big news story. It was really hard to enter. But with some time and some, some uh, uh, yeah, some hard work, I, I got into it. Uh, to get uh, Roberto Saviano on, in front of a camera, you know, a man who is uh, hiding from the, from the, the Camorra <laughs> under life threat. It took me a long time, but through some Italian, Italian colleagues, I could make it happen. And, and yeah, of course, uh, uh, Joseph Stiglitz and Saskia Sassen are global, well-known intellectuals. And of course, they are totally fully booked. So it's not easy, but you know, after a while it, it was possible. So it, you have to be stubborn. You have to keep do, fighting for it. Nothing comes easy, basically. Hmm. Uh, it's always hard work, but it's, that's, that's also our profession <laughs> right. to make it happen. What's one piece of advice you can give to a budding filmmaker? Um, to... Try to boil down your ideas so it's not going in all directions. Try mm. to be focused. It's better to tell one story well than ten, tell 10 stories 
halfway. <laughs> so a little bit of, I mean, this kind of huge grip that I'm doing in my films, it's kind of hard if you're, uh, if it's your first film. So it's, it's probably better to try to make, dig deeper into one story, I think. Mm. And the power is in people. So it's very much uh, to find people who are opening up their hearts. Mm. And I think that's, it, there is always room for, for stories told by people. I mean, I think there's a lack of it. Remember now I talked about Trump, you know, and these the political campaigns. You know, what they are kicking out, you know, they're, they're sucking away all space that normal would go to tell stories about people. Mm. So this, this big news machine, they don't tell people stories anymore. So there is a, there is a lot of space for, for good filmmaking out there because there is, I mean, there's so much ongoing in your country or in any, anywhere in the world, that is that stories that are not told. So it's, I think, just go for it. Hmm. Tell the stories that nobody else will do and do it well, do it with focus and passion and love, you know? Hmm. You know, actually, I was, I'm curious, sitting down for the interviews and you're talking to your subjects, do you, obviously you, you probably prepare more, but do you do anything in working with them one-on-one, -on -one, like to help them open up? My general advice and what I try to do is to be a human being, hmm. <laughs> to win trust, uh, to, to have time and, to, uh, and also give something from myself. You know, especially if you talk with people out in the world who are in tough conditions. It's not only about running in and grabbing their story and run away. You know, it's like it's it's a bit also being hanging in a bit. Um, and I mean, the, the most important advice if you do interviews is to listen hmm. and maybe not talk too much. I mean, there's no point if you interview like a Nobel laureate like Stieglitz. It's no point of me showing off that I know a lot, you know, <laughs> it's more, it's very much about putting simple questions because if you put a simple question, you, you might get an answer that you can also use in the film. Because if you're trying to be smart with a, with a guy like that, he will give you a very smart answer. And then it's nobody else would understand what the fuck are you talking about? You know? So it's, it's, um, I believe in the simple questions. Don't, not stupid questions, but simple questions. Um, but listen, listen. And, and of course, I also, I'm kind of, uh, I always try to make people talk, give me full sentences. So, so I actually tell them to, Say please say it one more time with a full sen sen sentence. Maybe you could include my question, you know, like that. So it's because that makes it easier to edit. Because if you have a lot of half sentences, you have it's more complicated to make films. You know, that's a tough thing with film compared to to uh, to to print. You know, mm. you, you 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 can use what you what you have. You know, in a, in in 
in writing, you can always fix sentences. It's not a big problem. Yeah. But here you need it on tape or whatever you, how you record it these days. Sure. So, so, I mean, that's, that's basically listen and try to get, get stuff well. I know production in the States is just kind of slowly but surely starting up again. Are you looking to shoot anytime soon, given the, the, the calamity of the pandemic? Are you, must say, I love the idea of pushback talks because I, I love the, that, the, that the documentaries conversation is ongoing. And mm. I think that's a, a, like an amazing way to sort of like keep the, keep the documentary buoyant and, and afloat. But um, how is your uh, production company dealing with the pandemic? I mean, we, we, I mean, as a production company, we have, uh, we had a few premieres this year and we have project in development. Some of them are, are shoots here in Sweden, which is then easier because Sweden is being kind of open and not so badly hit. Um, but um, me, myself, I've been like quite frustrated because my films are then quite often global takes and I'm developing a new project uh, and um, it's very hard to plan. It's almost impossible to plan. Where, where can I go now? And then it changes next week. And you know, it's like, it's, and also people around the world are kind of also a bit um, sad and, you know, people are not so, people are a bit slow, you know? Mm. Uh, so the, there is a de depression out there in some kind that that makes us not move so quick. Even answer emails, you know, is complicated. But I mean, uh, I try to to stay awake, and the podcast is one way of staying awake. I mean, there is there is no money in making a podcast every week, so it's like as a as a, as one running a production company with five employees, it's totally insanely stupid. <laughs> so if you if you like it, please be a Patreon. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I mean, it's a, it's a way of um, of staying relevant in a time of uh, when everything is at a standstill. So I, I, it's I like to do it. It's fun. Have you been? Um watching anything during quarantine because i know a lot of people are watching stuff rediscovering stuff have you been watching anything or rediscovering any films um during this time yeah i've you know there's a lot of film festivals ongoing mm -hmm. and they're all online like yours mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, so yes i try to 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 watch the work of of my colleagues so I, I pick up uh, new new films coming out and, and so on. And it's there's the doc world is very strong. There's a lot of things happening. Of course, it's also it's also a bit more commercial now. People more biopics. It's like it's a little bit more big money entering, which is not entering on my side, but <laughs> on some of the commercial sides, especially in America and the UK, maybe. But um, but there's still a lot of independent filmmakers who are really fighting to do important stories. And well, thank you so much, Frederick. Um, it's been lovely to talk to you. And 
Um, congratulations on PUSH. And I know here at uh, CMU Film Festival, um, we're loving the film. And last night we had a wonderful talk with Leilani. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you, and I hope you can go, go back to sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Or just go for some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye.